Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, lovely ones, and welcome back to the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. I hope you are well, and as per usual, remember... Stop, or oh, what you doing, and take a picture, or oh, while you're listening, and send it to me on Brummy Mummy of Two, or also over on the Phone Box podcast and Instagram, where we're doing all sorts of fun things, we're doing polls, Trolls recently won Best Trend, this is hard hitting news we are dealing with, and also I recently asked for some topics to chat about on a boy band episode, we did that, it's coming next week, can't wait for you to hear that bonus episode. It is a corker and today is a corker of an episode. It is with the wonderful Marverine Cole. She is a journalist and has been for over 20 years. You might see her popping up on ITV's Good Morning Britain as a newsreader. She's a fancy queen. She's often hosting events. She's out and about in Birmingham, which we like to see. She also is a beer expert and writes for the BBC Good Food and online. How amazing is that? And she is cracking. We talk a lot about music, which she's very passionate about. And also, towards the end of the podcast, not gonna lie, gets a bit niche. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're getting down to the Birmingham. We're getting back down to the places we used to go clubbing in Birmingham in the 90s. So, you, you know, you won't know these places, or you might do. And if you do, you will thoroughly enjoy this podcast. <laughs> so, if you want to stick around and listen to that, that would be amazing. Coming up is Maureen, and I will be back at the end for a little chat. Enjoy. I am so excited to have my first Rummy on the podcast. You all right, Bab? <laughs> you all right, Bab? Yeah. Okay. It's Marvarine. I am so excited to have you here. I've had so many requests. We need a Brummy. We need a Brummy on the here podcast. And we do. We need somebody who knows what Mr. Egg <sighs> is. We need, we need somebody who's been to the Dome. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Dome is a great pickup joint. <laughs> the dome too which is where i used to hang out or oh, all the classics i want to know when you turned 14 it was the summer of 1985 1985 was a real for me like a total seminal year because it was all about some of the best music in the world 
in Marvorine Cole's world, right? Yeah. So very quiet, shy girl. Um, my life revolved around my bedroom, my little pink ghetto blaster, my little stereo. And all I used to do after mum would make the tea, you know, we'd, we'd watch the A-team or chips or something, you know, whilst having our tea, go up to my bedroom and just sing songs. Um, my favourite bands were Go West. But Go West is a classic. We Close Our Eyes was number one in the February that year. We Close Our Eyes. Oh, Honestly, Peter Cox and Richard Drummey, to me, were the hottest men on the planet as a young girl. As a young girl, really. But have you ever crossed paths with them recently? I've never met them, but I have seen them in concert over the years. Yeah. And and get this: so March twenty two, it was their thirtieth anniversary tour, and my husband Austin got me tickets, and he went with me to Symphony Hall, and it was the best thing ever. And I'm bouncing around, it, it, like. And singing all the songs and it's just like being a teenager yeah. <laughs> so he had that video what was the video where he had like is that where he had a white vest yeah that was it and there's one where he's like hitting a um white vest ripped <laughs> that was it i think he was like hammering he was like um was it like being like a black or a spanner hammer or a big spanner yeah and it was a white vest it was like, yeah like a, um yeah and it was all dirty it was all like blackened and it was all really sultry and he was all sweaty. I mean, come on. <laughs> At that age, you were just like, that's all right. Oh, they, yeah, they were great. So 85 was a bit, we know, I've, we've already chatted and you're in Bartley Green. Yes. So the Brummies out there listening, you're in Bartley Green. What school, you don't have to say the school if you don't want to, but what school, kind of school did you go to? Yeah, no, I went to, um, it, when I started there, it was, yeah. it was, for the first year, it was Bartley Green Girls. It was a grammar um, and the year I went, it switched to being a state school. So it turned into Hillcrest yeah. Girls yeah. and Sixth Form. And I was mixed because um, so lads from the local area could um, come into the Sixth Form. It was a great school. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Was it is it on a hill? I feel like it's on a bit of, yeah. It had a nickname. It did, didn't it? <laughs> it did have a nickname. Got... Brothel on the Hill. <laughs> terrible I mean oh goodness knows where that comes from it's so rude we'd be really offended by me and my little friends going to school it's called brothel on the hill yeah I I, I didn't want to I didn't want to say I, was thinking, oh, it's it's to- I mean <laughs> it's just insane and I think that's come from because it was King Edward's boys was up at Bartley Green Scotland Lane yeah at what a couple of miles away I think that just used to be the thing that you know that that the boys would um would call us very unfair. It's correct. That is not a not that is not a great name. No, no. And I think it kind of um it grew because for one class in sixth form or something called general studies, lads uh, they bust down lads from King Eddie's to come oh, and do yeah. classes <gasps> in um in our school, Hilker School. So they'd always be Was that exciting? It was, yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure first or second year of Hillcrest, our form room was down the corridor from the sixth form common room yeah so we would scoot down to the double doors and peer through the windows and we'd see like lots of king eddies hanging out and chatting and flirting with the girls um of course i had a legitimate reason for going to um investigate those corridors because my two brothers went to king eddies (laughs) they would come down i'm looking out for fits and you're like hi 
I think some of my friends have crush, um, or crushes on my brothers. Um, yeah. I went to an all-girls school as well. And um, if one boy was, <laughs> the one. there was one boy in the school, it's like we could sniff them. Like, oh, there's, a, there's a boy in the common room. There's a boy in the common room. Pass it on, pass it on. Like, <laughs> We'd just be like, feral. Yeah, so irrational, isn't it? It was. It's just like the excitement of, it's a, it's another species among us, and oh, they're not boy. wearing a bottle green A line skirt. I know it'd be <laughs> so exciting, and it wouldn't matter what the boy mm-hmm. looked like. Any boy, mm. any boy, we'd be like, it's a. Boy. Did you used to do discos? Because we used to do discos with um, the boys' school. No, I think they probably knew that that could be quite catastrophic if that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, they call yeah. you a brothel. Probably <laughs> disco bananas. Um, and actually, it might have been discos, but. Little Marv would never have known yeah. about it because it's not something oh. my mum would ever have allowed me to go to. Why not? Was she really strict? Yeah, mum was um, protective. She didn't need to be strict with me because I was the only girl, I was the youngest. She was strict with my brothers because, you know, obviously they were they were kind of sporty. Tony loved football, Fitz loved rugby and cricket and all that stuff. Um. In the hierarchy of your school, where were you? Were you in the cool gang? Were you in the quiet? What? Where were you? It's really interesting question because I loved school. I never missed a day, even if I had a cold or whatever, and I didn't feel very well. I wanted to go to school. Loved it. Very swatty, very nerdy. I was also very quiet and shy. Um, but I had a lot of friends, which surprises me for a quiet, shy person. I was top set maths. I first year I was form captain. Second year I was school council rep. What really surprised me was that I, I just don't, don't know why I was really popular. <laughs> so they had head girl and they had head boy and they had deputy head girl and I was voted deputy head girl. Oh, yes. that's a fair play. It was a vote. There was a vote amongst. <laughs> still now, all these years later, you're still like. Yeah, I was deputy head girl. I was nothing. We had a prom at the Botanical Gardens with the boys' school. With the boys' school. What a, what a treat. All the teachers are there getting tipsy. There was no limos and stuff. Did you have a lovely posh frock? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as posh as it was in the 90s. Yeah, I think yeah. mine was from Morgan. Oh. I think it's probably the only time I've ever fit in a dress from Morgan it would and I wore no bra with it I couldn't be doing that now I couldn't do that now my knees would be dragging on the floor my boobs are up there so hang on a minute you wore a posh frock from Morgan yeah with no, so what were you a cup B cup me being really nosy now I'm like I was a no because now I was I was a no cup I was just flat chested nice little dress the boys wore tuxedos All that all looked a little bit big for them. <laughs> we had like a little prom, yeah. I went, I, and then I actually went the next year because I was dating a boy a year younger, huh? Cougar. Hello. So I, went to two, I went to two proms, yeah. Yeah. It was um, yourself in two parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, like dating the younger boy. I bet all the other girls are like, oh God, she's a right loser. And I'm like, back again, guys. Were you a good dancer? Was he throwing shapes on the dance floor or was it more like... I mean, I, th- I always throw shapes on the dance floor. They might not necessarily be good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as he's your arms around and There's having a good time. some sort of shapes. No, I, I, do, I do like a good dance. So you were, you were popular, mm. but you were reserved. Very, very quiet, very shy. Um, I think um, probably that was outside of school. So it must have been amongst my mates. You know, I had a good, strong cohort of mates. I remember me and... Um, 
Eleanor. So I'm still really good friends with Eleanor. She's just a wonderful support to me. Um, Eleanor and Karen and a bunch of us, we we walked around like we were the literati. We really thought we were yeah. proper, proper intellectuals because we did English literature, French literature and German literature. Oh, you're A-level. so sophisticated. Um, oh. We were studying Simone de Beauvoir and all Ooh. this stuff. And um, it was mad. We all thought we were really cool. We were so not. <laughs> People must be looking at us going, Will you just get over yourself? <laughs> yeah. They're doing German literature. I know. And you're like, yeah, we are. Mm, yeah. yeah we so apart from Go West, <laughs> did you have any other posters on your bedroom? Did you have anything funny in your bedroom? Um, so Go West literally plastered, uh, was plastered all over my bedroom walls. Some, I think, on the ceiling. I need to find pictures. I know I've, I have pictures of them. Yeah. Um, Did any fall on your head when you were in bed at night? Because that used to happen with me, the blue tack. No, actually, thankfully, but that was the beauty of having them on the ceiling as well, though, wasn't it? So you could, you could look up. Um, I was massively into the Pet Shop Boys as well. Yeah. Um, which people will go, Marv, okay, were you not into any black music at your age? Yeah. You were into like <laughs> duos of white men. I was like, yeah. I did. But I don't know, just just they were just my thing. Love Pet Shop Boys, love George Michael. George Michael was on my bedroom or Weirdly, Simon Mayo was um presenting. He was a Radio One breakfast show. I know Simon Spike, Spiky Blonde Hair. Yeah, well, he was cute back in the day, and I'm sure they did a double page spread on him in Looking or something. So that was on my wall. <laughs> Blondie, I was into Blondie oh, as well. Do you know my sister went to um. My sister crops up every week. My, I always have like a... My sister met Debbie Harry and she got a photo with Debbie Whoa. Harry. She sent it me and I was just... And my sister gets in these circumstances and she's like, you never get to who I met last night, Idris Elba. And I'm like, what? How? And she's like, me and Debbie Harry. And I'm like, what? She got a picture of her and Debbie Harry. That is quite random, isn't it? She looks oh, great amazing. still though, Debbie Harry yeah. does. Such a kind of avant-garde, like real... Feminist girl power. Yeah. How in like your a, face. A, yeah, like a style icon <laughs> as well. Mm, I think that was what was so exciting about her. Uh, I imagine your room was tidy. Yeah, it was quite. Yeah, lots of cuddly toys all over the bed. Yeah, pink wall. It was pink wallpaper all over the place. That's like my little pink ghetto blaster. But you could barely see the wallpaper because of um, the Go West posters. Yeah, and what I used to do is, like everybody really, although you didn't know that everybody did it at the time. No. You only know now when people talk about what they used to do in the bedroom. I would I'm, on... I'm, like, I'm, I'm like with bated breath here. Like <laughs> not gonna be rude, okay. I'm like, what's she what's she doing? Um there was a Go West did a, a live album called Bangs and Crashes. So recorded okay. I don't know where it was, Hammersmith Apollo or something like that. But I loved the fact that They'd recorded it in concert because I thought I'll never ever go and see them in concert. So my job would be <laughs> I'd be the backing singer and I would sing yeah. every single song, hairbrush in the mirror, dancing as if I was there. Because I had a black backing singer, you'd see this incredible yeah, woman, you. and I was like, "This is me," and I'd be doing all the work, yeah. all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you did. And it'd be a challenge. I would do the entire album every night. I know all the words. It's really sad. The the day I meet Peter Cox and Richard Drummond, I will tell them I can sing your Bangs and Crashes album every single word, every I single really note. I really hope you meet them. <laughs> you need to get you need to get your other half to film if you ever meet them because I want to witness the joy. I've talked about him before. I have met Matt Goss, which <gasps> was so meeting my child. Like that was a dream. Like I, 
I I went back in. It was like I went back in time. Were, and I were just, you able to speak? I I I as mentioned before, I said um, my nine year old. Like my nine year old self would be so happy <laughs> because you you when you're nine you're like well this isn't well first of all when I was nine I thought I was going to marry him mm. yeah you <laughs> like in my head yeah, yeah yeah but you couldn't drink like and he had his arm around me and he smelt so no I was with oh, Stephen he smelt good he smelt yeah but you didn't see Stephen oh. at the time like Stephen just melted oh, Stephen was gone <laughs> I just married him he gone he smelt oh lovely clean a sniff he had Isn't a bit it? of a hat on oh yeah he now, the hat, hat was a bit of a he likes yeah, yeah. yeah, he had a bit of a hat and a jazzy suit, but it was, it was, and I look so, in the photo, I look happiness yeah. personified. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bros yeah. were banging though, weren't they? Bros were Bros banging. Were I owe you nothing. Come on. When will I be famous? Yeah, yeah they were, were you new kids in the block or no, uh, Bros? Bros, 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 Bros yeah, definitely. Um, I dreamt of the shoes and then the shoes with a watch on, on the front, was it a watch? I dreamt of every one of those. Those kind of things didn't make it no, to Birmingham, no. did they? We didn't get... All you could do was <laughs> stare at a picture of in looking or whatever it was um, <laughs> and just dream that you could have one of them. Yeah, or the bottle top. Bottle top. Never had that in Birmingham. Yeah. 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 Grosh. Grosh bottle top. Uh, do you, do you, have you ever heard of Wilton Market in Erdington? No, because I didn't live them, so I was south. I was south, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mum bought me um, jumpers from Wilton Market with bros on, oh. like just cartoon oh. ones. <laughs> They looked, a bit, they looked a bit rubbish, but you were like, it's got bros on, it doesn't matter. Even if it looked embroidered. Yeah, and she took me to the concert. That was my first ever concert was bros with my mum. And I don't know if you know this, at the end of every bros concert, Matt pulls his trousers down. No. Are you serious? <laughs> That's horrendous. What the mum's mom, like, just furious. Hang on. Not with his penis out. <laughs> no, even still, even if you had his... In his boxer boxer shorts. Boxer or whatever. I think it was an Amer- weirdly an American flag. It, po- it, it actually, now I'm thinking about it, that is weird, isn't it? <laughs> As a mother, I think I'd be absolutely fuming. I think she was obviously I was screaming at the top of my lungs, pulled down his trousers, uh, and I think he did he did a pose like that. <laughs> and hope the elasticated waist was very strong. Yeah, at the NEC in the NEC went the NEC went wild. <laughs> What was your your first concert? You're talking about the NEC. I think it was with um, me, Kate, Donna, Jane. We went to see Rick Astley. Oh, he now he's still got it. He's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. And I think we were about sixteen then. He did multiple outfit changes. He had a bunch of neon suits, so he'd be in blue. Then he changed yellow. Then he'd go pink. Uh, it was incredible, and we were so far back though. <laughs> But yeah. Kate and Kate's dad was very, very enterprising in this regard. He said, um, Kate, take the binoculars, right? So we took <laughs> and we were passing them round yeah. across the four of us and we could see him on it. Yeah, yeah. It was the He's in his blue suit. Because, you know, we were picked up and dropped <laughs> off. So it's the first time. And for me, that's a massive deal because I don't even oh, know. Yeah. I don't even understand why my mum allowed me to go because she didn't really allow me to do much, you know, out on my own. So... That was a blessing. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Rick Astley. Oh, I saw he supported Tate that, you know, not that long ago. And he's, he looks amazing. He looks great. He's got such a good voice what as well. What a voice. Do you remember the hoo-ha? Because I remember hearing yeah. it. So when it was Never, never Gonna Give You Up, you heard him. I was like, this voice is sweet like chocolate. Everyone, I swear down, I thought he was a black man. 
Yeah. And then when you saw him in the video, this is no white guy. Could be any more white, I could it? Wow. <laughs> it was a revelation that someone could have that kind of really soulful voice who wasn't like a black American. It was it was stunning. Yeah. Going yeah. to a concert at the NEC, it, it's still a thrill now today. I still love it. It's yeah. I don't think it's called the NEC anymore. I don't even know what it's called. It's called the Resorts World Arena. Yeah. Um since some incredible bands there in the past. Peter Gabriel, because I'm, yeah. I was also a massive fan of him in the 80s. His album So is getting really nerdy now because I got brought up on prog rock. My oldest brother, Tony, used to play um, original Genesis with Phil Collins and, and Peter yeah. Gabriel. Always been in love with Peter Gabriel. Tony, my friend Tony McDonald, she will not forgive me for this. Ah, she's the she's breakfast presenter on BBC Hereford and Worcester. Hi, Tony. We went to see Peter Gabriel few years ago and we just were bawling our eyes out we were crying it was so emotional it was so just hit our heart so much to see him on stage yeah that was the first time we'd ever seen him on stage and we were bawling at Pet Shop Boys we've cried at NEC man the only problem with the NEC sorry NEC staff um it's such a it's such a long way to go it's a long way to go yeah you're literally doing a workout before you're even in the arena oh my god it's so far away and the train stage the walk it is so far <laughs> I took my mum to see Gary Barlow oh it was such a palaver we got from the car the car park which is literally I don't know four hour walk away got there got to the front and they were like you can't bring that bag in it's too big you're gonna have to take it back to the car and we were you like you know what I did I took all the stuff out of my mum's bag shove it in the pockets we threw the bag away <laughs> Went in, saw Gary Barlow, came out, saw a bin bag full of bags, emptied no, the bin bag, no. <laughs> got the bag out. This is like last year. I ain't going back to that car park. It's, I'd, admit, yeah, I'd have exactly. missed Leona Lewis or wherever the support was. Yeah, it's far. But there's something about yeah, yeah. seeing childhood music and the nostalgia. It just melts you, doesn't it? It is. Yeah, completely. Completely. I hope my children still get that. I'm not sure music's quite... It's more about social media and stuff now. Erin's not listening to loads yeah. and loads of music. Like, I mean, all I did was listen to music. All we had, though, isn't it? I think that's what's different about the world. All we had was our music. We had Radio One, Gary Davis, Bruno Brooks. BRMB, I listened to. John Slater, Robin Valk, God, God rest his soul, because he passed away um, last year. We had the radio and we had TV. That was it. We didn't have all the stuff, all this social media, all this worldwide web yeah. distractions. So music was in yeah, life. Like, you know, when I was really into my Pet, no. Shop, into Pet Shop Boys, me and Miranda, my Bezzy mate at the time, we went off to see them at the NEC for the Behaviour Tour. And the profoundness of the way music can affect you, I have to say, that concert totally changed my life. It sounds dumb, but it was so theatrical because Pet Shop Boys have always had loads of dancers, loads of costume changes. They were big on um, all the audio visual, the light show kind of um, films playing behind them while stuff was going on. Blew my mind to the point where even though I was, you know, I was a clever girl and I was, was I going off to uni then. I can't remember. Or was that at uni? I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer songwriter. Bought myself a keyboard, recorded my own little crazy little electronic songs. That's how much they affected me. And I still have got those cassettes somewhere of some crazy songs. And some of my crazy songs are recorded with um, 
a family friend called Ev. He's like a composer, a really good friend of my oldest brother's. And another guy called Patrick would come over to King's Heath, Patrick's house, a little studio, record songs. And I entered, do you remember this? BRMB. Do you remember they used to have a talent competition called Raw 94? No, but that sounds phenomenal. And if I hadn't known about it, I'd have entered it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I did enter to be, they were looking for a guest DJ once and I queued up and stood outside and uh, did an audition for that. Didn't get picked. <laughs> I would have been in that queue with you then. <laughs> yeah. I would have been in that queue with you. Did you win? Did you get, were you the one that got picked? Because it wasn't me. No. But the chick behind me was Tony McDonald, my <gasps> mate, Pet Shop Boys' mate. Yeah, so she yeah. got um, she yeah. got the job, and so did she was in the queue with her friend Margarita Taylor. Margarita Taylor, she was who a- is now FM, yeah. classic FM. Tony and Margarita are mates, and they were behind me in the queue. Remember, remember, Margarita Taylor got yeah. curly yeah. hair. I feel like she was on the telly at one point. Did she not do like Channel Four? Yeah. She's done yeah. Channel Four, she's done ITV, and I think she does um one of the countries, Escape to the Country or something like that, BBC One. She does one of them now as well. Well, I was never going to beat a Margarita, t- not Emma, Emma Wetton, just standing there. I did the same at Pebble Mill. They were looking for somebody at Pebble Mill. I was like, hello, I'll be on Pebble Mill. Wasn't it amazing that like we had Pebble, what, Pebble Mill, Mill, like a massive <laughs> studio with loads of exciting telly. Like Noel Edmonds used to come in in his helicopter. And yeah, Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet, you can't cook, won't cook. John Leslie, do you remember him? Um, used to do. Mm-hmm. do <laughs> was it Style Council? There was a fashion, there was a big sh- fashion show. I think it was Style It was the clothes show, wasn't there? The clothes yeah, show was a big Brenda program. Brenda Manners, amazing. She was a real inspiration to me. You know, seeing a woman yeah. on the telly who wasn't Moira Stewart, right, reading the news, like another black woman yeah. on telly doing something completely different, which was ace. Um, proud to call her an associate of mine and a pal. Oh, um, lovely. But that whole, like there was Pebble Loved Mill it. and there was also um, Central Hat Studios as well. Do you remember Gastry? Yeah. It's totally gone now. I don't remember Central. With Pebble yeah. Mill, we used to get the bus up and they'd be like, right, Jason Donovan's on today. And I'd be like, right, I'm going up Pebble Mill. Right. And I'd stand outside and I'd be like, all right, Jason Donovan, or whatever band. I once went for Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Are you serious? 
Hillary's going to be well. I can't even. We used to go all the time. Right, right. Got my bus pass. Going up Pebble Mill. <laughs> exactly, because it was just, it was just there. Yeah, and then it, now it's like, and when I take the kids to Cannon Hill Nature Centre, I'm like, oh, do you remember when Pebble Mill was down there to Stephen? Remember what do? Yeah, it was, it was great, wasn't it? It was an absolute boss. I worked there as a secretary for a few years. Yeah. Um, and it was just beautiful to be in that building and imagine that, you know, 10 years, 15 years before, it was so buzzing. Like Alan Titchmarsh used to present Pebble Mill at one. Yes, um, Pebble Mill at one. And they'd be like, take that around today. You're like, <laughs> That's what got me interested in um in trying trying to get into the media. I think I tried and failed. <laughs> Abysmally. No, you did not fail. What are you talking about? You're always but doing I fun did, stuff. Um, we daft. So a couple of years after I was 14, so yeah, the summer of my 16th birthday, I wrote loads of letters. I wrote to Ed Doolan. Do you remember Ed Doolan? God rest him. Um, and they let me in. They let me come and do work experience, which is basically making the tea at WM. Make the tea for Ed Doolan and his guests, collect guests from the reception, do some photocopying. It was wild just being there. It's just wild. And it was really at odds because I was, very excited, but I was so reserved. I was like, you want me to do anything? You'll make some tears, sit in the corner and be like totally, totally scared and petrified of the whole situation, but also inside buzzing. <laughs> a lot of old men, Radio WM seems to be quite a lot of older men, didn't it? They seem to be a lot of the DJs. It was, it was, it was. I'll tell you who else was on though with them. This is going to be so random and you'll have to look her up. Gordon Astley was on air at WM. He was, I think he was married to Femi OK. And Femi in the 90s ended up going to America. I think she still presents a programme for Al Jazeera called The Stream. So she kind of went from, literally from WM, going to America, working in some super amazing journalism job abroad. So she was probably the... One of the few women of colour in um, black women in um, WM. So again, it was exciting to go like, "Maybe's here. Oh, well, maybe I could be here one day." <laughs> I think we. I, I don't usually chat about, chat about this on the podcast, but I think we need to talk because I know a lot of Brummies are going to be listening. I think we need to talk about Birmingham nightlife because I think <laughs> that's what we. I usually talk about like fashion faux pas and stuff, but I know the Brummies will be like. What about Mr. Yeah, Egg? Mr. Egg, you had to have you had to have a Friday sandwich on the way back from the club. I took her right. into the hippodrome the other day to see six, and I was like, "That's where Mr. Egg was," and she's like, "What?" And I was like, "Eat like a king for a yeah, pound." Exactly. I mean, I know it's still got the name, but it didn't have. It's not got what you have. Just people hanging out and a dirty big yeah plastic egg on the ceiling that was just like dripping in grit so what kind of clubs did you go to first of all when did you start clubbing because if your mum was a bit strict I was at 14 I was going up down you what mate yeah. you yeah. are lucky the girls in my class the girls in my chemistry class when we were doing o-level chemistry they used to go to the dome of a Wednesday night and chemistry class was Thursday the next day and they would come in and they would have they would be regaling us with tales of, you know, meeting boys, chatting to boys. And I'd be so jealous. So, no, my first club experience was mom allowed me to go to a friend's 18th birthday party. Yet yeah, I was still 17. Uh-oh, breaking the law. The original snobs. Snobs. Um, dirty, dirty, dirty snobs. Really dirty, mucky, lots of dark rooms, interconnecting Sticky rooms. floors. Yeah, yeah, proper. You know what I really liked about it, though? It was, a, you know, you had, like, your pop room, 
you had your like R and B soul room, and you had your kind of real dance music, <laughs> kind of electronic dance room. So you could move through. Can't remember whose birthday it was, but yeah, someone's eighteenth birthday party. That was my first time at club. Didn't really enjoy it. I was like, what's all fuss about? Let's think. And then went to uni, went to uni in Leicester in De Montfort. And when I came back, when I came back from uni and I got my first job, worked in a call centre. And everyone who I worked with at this call centre, and I think it's because we had headphones on all day. It was a really hardcore job. So everyone in the call centre were complete monsters. And we would be like, right, we would go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. We would finish our shift, yeah. say, at five o'clock. And we'd all be in the call centre going, right, OK, finish at five. How fast can you get home, shower, change, eat something, be back out? Yeah. We're like, right, we're back in town. We're going to be back in town about seven. Literally, <laughs> insane. And we would be out until literally two, three in the morning. Then we'd be hanging uh, the next day on the call centre desk, all of us. Yeah. Where did we used to go? Okay. There used to be a bar uh, on the front of the rep. It had various, the rep theatre, Centenary Square, wasn't it? Yeah. Can't remember the name of the bar. Um, We would start there. We'd meet there. And then we'd go down Gas Street. We'd go down to Arthur's Bar. Oh. So Arthur's was our pre-club get loaded up and then you there was an interconnecting door that you would go into um bobby browns bobby browns bobby browns was my club was yo. bobby brown named bobby after bobby browns brown, do you think no i don't think so because... or is bobby brown named after something else bobby or is bobby brown named after the club in birmingham i don't <laughs> yeah he, my prerogative he was probably he probably named himself after the iconic of birmingham england <laughs> We used to do Studi Baker's Bakers. Yeah, oh, we used to do Studi Baker's. That Thursday night was a big night in Birmingham. That was like the proper. It was very trendy. You were super trendy going there then because we never. I mean, I was I was 15. <laughs> Studi Baker's, Baker's, Dome. Um, Dome, yes. Aston Triangle. Did you ever do that? The Aston no. Triangle. Do you know what that no. is? So the Aston Triangle was like three grotty pubs and you used to just go for like oh, in the shape. potatoes and that i, I feel like maybe mm. um so we used to do the aston triangle as well uh and then mm. when i was 17 18 it was dome exile dome two dome um, was weird, pulse the, 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 pulse don't remember the pulse <laughs> yeah pulse. But i did a lot of clubbing when i was a single and we were always going out with the single girls so basically we were always on the pool always on the pool so unashamedly Always out. The mission was smallest outfit you could wear, the tightest top. No coat. No coat because you suffered for your fashion. Forget it. Even when it was snowing, man, you were just like, yeah, forget it. Mini skirt. Like, no coat. Stay or stay at somebody's house. I used to love a bit of faux leather. Oh, where did you get your clothes from? Oh. Did, did you get your clothes? Did you ever go yeah, to Go but... Bananas? Yeah. Do you remember Go Bananas in Palace? <laughs> I remember Go Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to get my outfits from the Palisades. Oh, yeah. The Palisades was absolutely amazing. And Oasis, Oasis Market. Oh, I've talked about Oasis yeah. Market before. My mum said, yeah. don't go in there. They'll put drugs in your bag. <laughs> oh, that's a surefire way to frighten you into not going. Oh, with some what? people, it's a surefire way to make them go. They'd be like, Ooh. get you there. <laughs> Well, they did a lot, had a lot of great um, leather uh, stalls in the um, Oasis market. And I remember having a leather mini skirt 
I remember having um, one of the best tops. You know, it was really weird. When you were younger, well, when I was younger, I was always overweight. In my 20s, I thought I was massive. I felt I was really, really fat. I just found some pictures of me clubbing, yeah? I thought, my shoulders and my arms really lithe. I had a flat stomach. No wonder I was wearing a mini skirt and like a leather halter neck top with buckles on the side and stuff. I was like, oh, some really racy stuff. <laughs> but I look good. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's because we had to contend with heroin, heroin chic, wasn't it? Heroin chic made us all think we were huge. I used to be doing sit-ups every night. I was like tiny. And 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 at the time I thought, oh my God, I thought I was absolutely massive. I wish I could go back and go, you, you need to be walking around in a bikini. You look phenomenal. It's so sad. It really was sad. It makes, just to look back and go, Marv, you looked really good. But, um... No, I used to wear some really racy outfits. It was all about, so it was me, Miranda, Tracy, uh, Louise, Sarah. There was a whole bunch of us. Yeah, and it was always Arthur's and it was always K-Cider. Classic. K-Cider was my drink. Because <laughs> it looked good, I don't know why. It, it was a black bottle. Were you pre-Alco pops, do you think? No, there was Hooch. Hooch was the first alcohol that we remember seeing out on yeah. the streets. And there was Hooch and the Bacardi Breezers, Reef. Ooh, Reef. Ooh. Yeah. I loved K, but it made me quite ill in the morning. I'd have a oh. terrible stomachache. Oh. But that would be me having four or five of them in a night. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a few. It was always just trying to get a conversation with a hot guy and done. I mean. Yeah. Just living your best life, isn't it? Could you imagine? Could you imagine if we could just, just for like one night, go back and just relive that kind of like crazy, carefree Staying out all night. I used to go to the Q Club. I'd go to all nighter at the Q Club, and then I did. You go to Wobble? Wobble as well. <laughs> to Wobble yeah. and Slag. Did you ever go to Slag yeah. as well? No, never went to. Slag. Yes. What about Miss Money Penny? Miss, oh Miss my Money God, Penny's you're well. making me so happy. You're making me so happy. There was Miss Money Pennies. There was Slag at the steering wheel. There was Wobble. Was a Wobble? Yeah, and yeah, and just to go back, braless. Could you imagine yes. with a little skirt and we would, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, oh my God, I'd take so. With, I want my phone, go back in time and have my phone so I could take so many little pictures of myself. <laughs> yeah. Birmingham gets a bad rep, but you know what? I love it. I just, I just love it. It was brilliant. And if you had, at, at that time, when you were in your clubbing zone, that was all that mattered. You work, but it was, it was work to play, literally, call centre or whatever. You'd be working for when you get paid to buy a new outfit, makeup, uh, to get your drinks, to get your taxi home. It was for me, it was all about my Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. No, and much. then there's sometimes I go to an all day on a Sunday at Sunday Central. <laughs> you were literally in the upper echelons of clubbing. That's what that's how I saw all of those. I never went to those. I don't know, but me and my friends, we didn't feel like we were um we could dress enough or dress in the right way. The, the best way to get into those so we never tried isn't that weird isn't that weird yeah that is weird because I don't imagine <laughs> that I looked great but you look I just absolutely amazing I just went an all an all an all day or a Sunday century oh it was full some of drinks. some right <laughs> <laughs> some right right and all I used to was to pro plus I used to buy loads of pro plus you remember pro plus with all the caffeine in mm. like what I, it was just the ha- the yeah ha- happy Happy days. I hope some some brummies are listening to this. And if you are, definitely don't message me with some 
some of your wobble has like unlocked a memory like right at the back of my head I'm just like oh it was just so so much fun okay so do you wish you were a teenager now or are you happy you were a teenager then that's what I've kind of been asking everybody well I was definitely happier as a teenager then I don't think I would be able to cope with the information overload yeah goes to any well everyone's phones right I don't think I'd be able to compete with with the kind of obsession, the real obsession of how you look with Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and, you know, these kind of the, the, the role models, the influences that are out there now and the way that they are kind of, it's all about being wealthy and ultra beautiful. And, and that seems to be a big aspiration for a lot of young girls. And I would not have been able to cope with that very well at all. No, especially if you if you thought you were bigger and you're actually slim, and then yeah, the the comparison would have been quite difficult. I will say that um, I think social media also has some positive. So, for example, yeah. it's easy to find your tribe. It's easy to find, like you you could have followed um, Go West. <laughs> on yeah, right. Like, yeah, follow them on Instagram and got the behind the scenes photos of them and stuff do you follow them on instagram now are they are they on instagram peter cox is on twitter and um bless him whenever i tweet him he does tweet back and it's really sweet and i'm like what do you tweet him just like occasionally i tweet i respond like if he's tweeted something about you know he's got a concert he's got new music or whatever it just so happens I'll I'll see that and I'll just jump on and go, oh, it's great. Can't wait to see you, you know, kind of thing. And he'll reply and he just think, that's really cute. Yeah. That's really exciting. Well, you know what? It, you, what you've got to do is you've got to rev it down. You've got to rev it down, Emma, because... <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Gary Barlow does not offer me the same. Really? He's just like... <laughs> he does... I think Gary Barlow's possibly got me blocked. <laughs> super successful singer, songwriter... <laughs> Okay, I need to, I need to play hard to get. I don't, you know what? Actually, I don't even like Gary Barlow. I, who who even who oh, even is he? No, uh, yeah, I did, perhaps perhaps I'm not playing it cool enough. I, I actually prefer Robbie. You know, Robbie Williams is more like. Um, it's been so lovely to talk to you. It's just as I said, loads of people wanted a brummy. Loads of people will be like, yes, it's such a great city, and you know. We've decided to, so this is where I'm living. Like, this is yeah. where I'm going to stay. You like... Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, this is me, you know, I've never wanted to leave. I've, I've worked in London for the best part of, you know, well, over 10 years. And I've always gone back and forth or, you know, I've had a flat down there. I've never wanted to move lock, stock and barrel to London because no. why would you? Birmingham is the best city in the entire world. Yeah. Literally it's... in the multiverse, right? It's, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> why would anybody want to be anywhere We'd... else? We get a bad rep, but it's, I just love it. And I love, and especially when you've grown up somewhere, I love walking around the corner. I like going, oh, that's where Pebble Mill was, or that's where that was, or that's where I had my first kiss, or yeah, like, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. just yeah. so, so many memories. <laughs> my, well, I'll say that about the ICC. That's where I had my first Ooh. kiss in the International Convention Centre. In it, party. or outside it? In or it, party. at a party. Yeah, <gasps> some um, 
think it was a call centre's Christmas party or something. Oh, like that. the icy. Yeah. That's quite a small. I was at Cars Lane, 96 bus stop. That's not quite as glamorous. <laughs> Are you fresh? Cars Lane by Marks and Spencers. <laughs> you were fresh by my... Oh, the back of, the back of M&S. Okay, all right then. It's been so lovely, lovely to speak to you. I really enjoyed this little trip down Birmingham's back passage, oh, I was going to say. That's might that. as well be. Might as well be, mightn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, thanks so much. And I will speak to you soon. Bye. It was so amazing to chat with Marveen. She's such a delight and I can't wait to bump into her again in sunny Brum. I do love my Birmingham. If you can think of any other Brummies you would love to hear on the podcast, please do let me know. And also it would be amazing if you enjoy the podcast, if you could give it five stars, if you leave me a little review. It really helps the podcast to be seen and be sent out to other places other places other than Birmingham that would be just an absolute delight you are all wonderful and as I said definitely go and follow the phone box podcast on Instagram for just funness it's a small community but it's a flipping lovely one so I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and I will see you next week for the very special bonus boy band edition we've got talks about take that pen pals scrapbooks who we fancied the lengths we would go to see those floppy-haired men. So I love you lots, whatever you're doing for the rest of the day. Have a great day and a wonderful week, and I will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.